remember that target that Robert Reyes had on his back now. But it's been renewed. Reigns has got to be out here. He's defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship in this match. It's about keeping his title. Jericho and Wyatt. Dolphin Roman and Ambrose. Superman punch. Well, how about this? How about the fact that Roman Reigns is the only one standing tall in this match right now? With number 30 on his way. The thing, Byron, though, you don't want to be standing tall. You want to get everybody out of the ring. in the Rumble match. He won in 2002. He's eliminated 28 men in his career. Twice he's been a Rumble match runner-up. He has the most cumulative time in the Royal Rumble, Triple H. And more importantly, the game is a 13-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Think about this. Allegedly, Roman Reigns just happens to draw number one in this Royal Rumble match. And then Mr. McMahon orchestrates his assault from the League of Nations. And now, at number 30, the COO, Triple H, with one target in mind, the champion. Yeah, but look at it this way. If Reigns can win this thing with everything Mr. McMahon and now Triple H is thrown at him, Reigns will have definitely earned it. Earned the trip to WrestleMania with the title. How the hell is Triple H still in this match? Oh, oh, Ambrose eliminated! Triple H is a 14-time WWE Champion! Your Royal Rumble winner and the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H! Triple H is a 14-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion! Triple H will main event WrestleMania! I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. So a lot of people will say, why? Why, after everything you have done, do you need to be WWE Champion, Triple H? Your time has passed. You've had an amazing career, second to none, Hall of Fame worthy. You've had championships. You've made millions of dollars. You've transitioned successfully from the ring to the boardroom. And you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't need to be WWE champion. But I want to be WWE champion. You want to know why I want to be champion? Because people like Roman Reigns want to be WWE champion. And they don't deserve it. So up until when I say so, I will be the WWE champion. Until... Everyone back there and everyone out here learns some respect. I will be WWE Champion. Why? Because I say so. And there ain't a damn thing anyone can do about it. And that includes Roman Reigns.
I will be champion. Not the respect we're talking about. Shut up! That's exactly what I'm talking about. That disrespect right there. It's what leads people like Roman Reigns down the path they are on. It's a path called destruction, career destruction. And people like Roman and you will either conform or they will simply cease to exist. But who are you going to teach a lesson in respect to at WrestleMania? Oh, who's going to be coming after that championship? That's right. Well, tonight's Raw is going to be action-packed, and we're going to be evaluating each and every single superstar. And by the end of tonight, we are going to announce the main event of Fastlane. And the winner of that main event will go on to face Triple H in the main event of WrestleMania for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Believe that. Blockbuster news tonight by the authority. A very defiant Triple H putting the entire WWE locker room, including Roman Reigns, on notice. Hey, dirty dog, I hear you calling. I think it's time for the show. The sleep hold has got me confused, but maybe here we go. Mr. Hills and the dog from Maine. And status radio They're recording again <laughs> Bagels and biceps All over my screen What are we supposed to do? One, two It's Hassan Yo, ha Gotta hit you up with that Triple H Because <laughs> it's all about the game And how you play it It's all about control if you can take it, so about your debt, if you can pay it, so about the pain, if you can make it, because I never expected 2016 that the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion will be, for the 14th time, Triple H. This is the Dirty Dog Darcy, this is Main Event Status Radio, and you guys heard him giggling a bit, you know, a couple, 30 seconds ago. Mr. Beverly Hills, what's happening? Not too much, man. Excited to talk about the Rumble. It seems like it was weeks ago, even though it was as of recording six days. It, well, yeah, because yeah, we were been emailing, texting each other this past week, talking about the Rumble. Then, like, hey, let's just get on the mic, get on Skype, let's do this thing. We haven't talked for a while. Let's talk about the Rumble then. I was thinking about that last night, night before going to bed. I'm like, this feels like forever, <laughs> forever ago, even though it's less than a week ago. Yeah, I would, man, I would agree. I would, I would totally agree. And now you, by the way, you said that no one would expect it. You know who did expect that Triple H would win? My seven-year-old nephew. I <laughs> called him on Monday 
And I go, I watched the Royal Rumble, and he doesn't, they don't have the network. So he was, he's like, oh, who won? And I go, guess. And first guess, Roman Reigns. I go, no. Second guess, he goes, Triple H. So he knew it. What a, to be honest, I expected Triple H to win, too. <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention to any rumors, so. I didn't. Uh-oh, oh. is that, is that Triple H? <laughs> run in, run in. Back from the run-in, we apologize for that. <laughs> but as you're mentioning that, I was trying to stay away from the podcast, the rumor mills, because there was, you know, I did hear talk that oh, Triple H might come back. There's no guarantees. Like, you know, screw this. I want to stay off Twitter during the during the Rumble match. <laughs> I want to have fun with my friends watching the Rumble, and I did. I. Was well, I think Brock came out number twenty three? Uh, you know, I stayed off of Twitter when they were counting down when, when the buzzer hit. I'm like, well, here comes the pain. Then we heard the opening <laughs> seconds of Brock's theme song, and everybody looked at me like, "How do you know? Were you on Twitter?" Like, no, just a guess. <laughs> like, there's been past Rumble winners at number twenty three. So, oh god. And then I think twenty seven Bray Wyatt came down, and each t- time. A uh, new guy came down. I got my flashlight and my phone ready to go to s- have on in Sweden like uh, I was in the audience and all that. And well, when the number you know. 30 hit, I'm like, time to play the game. Then that theme song hit, like, hallelujah, praise of Vince McMahon, amen. <laughs> wow. Well, you were on the ball, I guess. So before I guess before we get more into the Rumble match and Triple H being the champion once again. Do you watch it? So, yeah, you watch every match. On the, I, on, I on sure the did. Time. Sure did. Did you watch the pre-show match? No, I did not watch that. Which I don't blame you because I don't remember anything from it either. Even though I did, <laughs> even though I did watch it, nothing really happened. You know, Henry, Mark Henry and Jack Swagger won a tag team match. Whatever they didn't even last in the rumble much more than thirty seconds combined. So well, I guess that's like the that's kind of like the disappointing thing. I feel like if you're gonna have any type of qualification match, especially on the pay per view itself, it really needs to have a meaning. Like for I don't know for like the five fans who watched this and really cared about who won, they're gonna be really disappointed that they sunk eight minutes into 
watching Mark Henry and Jack Swagger win when they come out and just are destroyed just very, very quickly. Like, that's pretty disappointing, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, just you know, thinking, you know, in the future with Jack Swagger, when he entered the Rumble, he he came in, I think Perch got at five, you know, got at five by Brock yeah. was right away and then tossed out. And I think his, I think according to Wikipedia, his entry was like eight seconds or something like that. So, like you said, that, you know, if people are going to tune into the pre-show and watch that match, then that's what we get. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I just feel it's all about, you know, if you want people to care, you got to make them care. And if you, I don't know, just don't have any qualification matches, I guess. So just have, just have Mark Henry come out and, and talk about being in the Rumble or whatever. Yeah, you know? I guess and, yeah. you just, you know, I'm looking at everybody who's was in that match, you know, Mark Henry, Jack Swagger, people really don't care for them much anymore. Derry Young and Damian. Oh, I, st- I still think they hold. I still think they hold some cachet. Yeah, they you know, do. Mark Mark Henry still has some. Uh, I mean, even when when you watched the Rumble, he he had some uh, some juice behind him. Yeah, then you know, Derry Derry Young and Damian Sandow. Obviously, Damian Sandow still is over greatly right. with him doing the you know Damian Mizdow character and and all that. You know, when he gets when he's given the crappier gimmicks, he puts it over and fans dig it and fans love it. Yeah, but man, how has that been botched over the last year? Holy crap! Yeah, it hasn't even been it hasn't even been a year. And just recall at WrestleMania how hot that whole stadium was for him during that Royal Rumble. And wow, look at look at where we are now. Oh man! And yeah, he's. I don't remember the. I think this may have been his first pay per view match that he's had since WrestleMania 31. I I wouldn't know, but it's I, I yeah. Well, he I, had that like junky Macho Man gimmick, which oh, yeah, was just awful. I guess so. Okay, he's been on some pre show matches. So I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't ever watch the pre show matches. So yeah, I don't really I, know. I don't remember. So whatever. Then we get into the ma- into the pay per view itself, and definitely out of the singles matches, or I guess the non Rumble matches. I had to say this was probably the best match of the night for the Intercontinental Title Last Man Standing match. Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose retained the Intercontinental Title against Kevin Owens. Right, this was a fantastic match, and I really felt like um, this was one of maybe the most organic last man standing matches or really gimmick matches in general that WWE has done in a while that I've watched because it seems like over the last few years, it's basically been, and now I know these aren't my words. I've heard somebody say this, but it's basically like rearranging furniture yeah. for whatever. <laughs> it's like set up the next spot, do it, set up the next one, do it. And I felt like this one had a little bit, like I said, more of a free form to it. I don't know. What yeah. were your thoughts? Which I totally agree with you on that. I'm a big fan. I haven't watched it in years, but I'm a big fan of the Triple H, Shawn Michaels, last man study match for the world title. I want to say back in 2004. And well, I haven't watched that match in years, so I don't know why I'm uh, plugging that match. But I do, <laughs> I do agree with you on, on that this match seemed more... Free, free flowing instead of, you know, everything's going by the script, so so to say. That everything seems forced. That 
I totally forgot about the two tables that that Kevin Owens put up set up on the outside of the ring by the corner. I totally forgot about that. And when yeah, Dean Ambrose kicked Kevin Owens off the top rope or off the top turnbuckle and Owens threw, uh, flew through him, I totally forgot that those tables were there. And I really appreciated that ending because I don't remember that ending ever happening in recent memory. Yeah, and it didn't have to be, you know, he didn't have to fall through the center of the earth. Like, he just felt, he'd felt, I mean, he fell through two stack tables, which is impressive, but like, Ambrose didn't have to then go out and bury him underneath a bunch of yeah. stairs or whatever. <laughs> yes, else. Right. And, and he had to like do two of his finishers and then put a Jeep on top of him or, you know, whatever. He just, it just was there. Yeah, it which, was that one big move and it was done. Which, which is what really, why I really like this finish because. Like you said, he didn't have to tip a Jeep over him, didn't have to drop the stage on him, didn't have yeah. to grab Triple H's sledgehammer and shovel and bury him or whatever else. That, you know, it, To me, it was believable being okay. They had, I think, was it a 20-minute match. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was believable You know, having an 18-minute brawl, being winded and all that, You know, taking a bunch of abuse and jumping up to the top rope then being kicked off to dropping, I don't know, 10 feet or so through two tables. I can see that taking, knocking the wind out of, I was out of me and me not being able to get up at, by the counter. The referee's kind of 10. Yeah. And I thought they just did a good enough job, like having, uh, you know, just a, the, the match seemed like a whole as itself. It wasn't like, we're going to beat each other for 10 minutes and we're going to get into the big near fall spots. It seemed like there was enough mixing of those in through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them were believable that once it happened, it was both expected and unexpected, which I think is like what you want to finish to be in general, right? Yeah. You don't want it to come, so come out of nowhere that, you're just like, oh, wow, why is that the finish? But at the same time, you don't want to be like, oh, when is this going to be done? I expected it to be done 10 minutes ago. No, And I feel like this kind of struck that good balance. Or this wasn't the third Dirty Deeds that Dean Ambrose hit or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. else. Cause, oh, yeah. I know I've mentioned this before in multiple podcasts, but I pre- one thing I love about going back and watching the older Raws, Nitros, whatever else – is that it's like in the mid nineties or even before that, the matches didn't always end on finishing maneuvers. You know, mm, it could yeah, be Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I guess uh, it's like the finishes came out of nowhere at times. Which is one thing I appreciate about going back and watching what we're watching and all that. Yeah. So I think the it next depends ma- on the person, but sure. The next match is for the tag team championship. The New Day retained the tag team titles against the Usos. And I felt like Xavier Woods was, to my surprise, probably probably the best second for any single star or tag team because he brought out Francesca too or whatever, his new trombone, trumpet, whatever. Yeah, and, and the fans were, chan- fans were chanting, you know, play, you know, to play it. And he's like, nope. 
I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to do what you guys want me to do. I'm not your puppet. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, I I think they know their characters and they know what they're doing so well. You know, that actually, it's, it's funny that it comes after... I think Kevin Owens also knows his character and what he's doing really well too, but we're, we're past him, but these guys, yeah, I think they know exactly what they're doing, but I think that, I think this match was mostly kind of a showcase on how not over the Usos are. Yeah. I, you know, I totally agree with you on that. I think they are so stale. You know, when whatever, Headhunter B went out on the shelf for however long. You know, usually when when that kind of thing will come when they come back, they they really get a shot in the arm, and they did, and they're just as stale as when they left because nothing changed. They didn't do anything over this year or whatever that he was hurt, and that's too bad. But they really needed some type of change. And gosh, I don't know. I don't know if we're due. Maybe in a couple months for a double heel turn amongst these two, or sorry, just a double turn for these two teams. Uh, because I think, I don't know, maybe after WrestleMania, but I think the fans are ready to cheer the New Day for what they're doing. Uh, I just hope that they wouldn't change them too much. Yeah. I, in regards to the Usos, what you're saying about them being stale, I do feel like the WWE dropped the ball on changing the Usos in some way when Headhunter B, like you call them, <laughs> came back. That, Sorry, I just don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't either. But I, I feel like I wish they would have changed up their characters in some way to for us to be excited for them to come back. And yeah, I I appreciate what they do in the ring and the uh, left boom. I appreciate what they do in the ring. I can't pronounce words today. I'm just that excited. But I appreciate, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, New Day, yeah. If they turn he, uh, turn face, like I said, I hope they don't change them up too much. And I feel like New Day is getting to the point where better it'd be best for them for them to be faces sooner rather than later. Well, they're they're really good as heels, and they're doing an awesome job. I'm just I just think people are ready to cheer them. Yeah. I I just think they're getting to the point where people are just appreciating what they do. And and they're ready. They're ready to get on their side. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I feel like if it wasn't for the new day, the tag team division nowadays would be ten times worse, if not crappier than what where they're at now. Oh yeah, they've they've really really invigorated the tag team division over the last few months. Definitely. Then the next match is for the United States Championship. Kalisto defeated Alberto Del Rio to win his second United States Championship that he won, well, since the TLC pay-per-view. <laughs> yep. What's your thoughts on Kalisto's push that he's been receiving? Well, I, th- I think he's a great wrestler. I think the he's clearly the better uh, in the Lucha Dragons. Um, so I, I'm pleased with that. I'm not... Super big on the ping-ponging of the title. I think that isn't, uh, I don't know, that isn't the best way to do things. We've seen uh, over many, many years that 
trading it back and forth really is just kind of like the law of diminishing returns. So, but I thought the match was pretty good, if not fairly forgettable. Yeah, I th- I don't I mentioned this on Twitter that Kalisto is I've been blown away by Kalisto's performance. That I'm all used to seeing him in the Lucha Dragons tag team. I've only seen a few of the their tag team matches on. Like I said before, I normally only watch the pay-per-views. So, you know, I heard that Vince was considering giving Kalisto uh, some kind of a push at the Rumble pay-per-view after Sin Cara number two got injured. And when I heard that he won the U.S. title a few weeks back on Raw, I'm like, okay, sweet. Then the following week on the Raw review, wait, what? Alberto Del Rio has a U.S. title back? How much sense does this make? Then, like you said, having Cleus to win the title again the second time within a few weeks, sweet. It was cool to see a title change. It's cool that they're seemingly behind him. But yeah. I don't really know if the – okay, he's a two-time U.S. champion. I don't know if that really means as much as, okay, sweet, he defeated Del Rio on Raw a few weeks back, and, he's still, and he retained it again at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think two. Yeah, I think two wins over Del Rio in a bubble or being one victory, one defense, or even two defenses, whatever that might be, kind of hot shotting the feud. But one defense, it it gives it more. It's not so fluky because I feel like win loss win. Well, it just looks like maybe you got lucky twice. Yeah, which. When I heard that, yeah, they want to give Cleo some kind of a push, having me in ways than modern-day Rey Mysterio, but I feel like, like you said, the hot shot booking, the hot potatoing of the, of the belt only hurts Kalisto and the U.S. title in the long run. Yeah, and we'll see where we where we go from there, but yeah. Uh, I guess what's your thoughts on Del Rio since he's been back from the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view back in October? Oh, man, I don't know what to say. I feel like... Uh, oh, how about this? Has oh. he made any kind of a difference to you as a viewer since he came back in October? No. No, not really. I thought the the thing with Zeb was kind of ill-fated from the beginning because it seemed like you could tell that Del Rio was into it, and now they've just lumped him into the League of Nations thing. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's really made a difference, and he came back pretty hot that first night. Yeah, it just, I do agree with you. When he came back at Hell in a Cell, he was hot. People were excited for him to be back. And now, okay, he's just another mid-carter. Yeah. So what? And it is sad, like you said, that Del Rio came back super hot. I wish they would have, I'm not saying put the world title on him, but well, she would have, you know, the fans were behind him. Why not give him the push? Especially since John Cena is now down with injury, Orton's down with injury, Rollins is down down with injury. They could use well now. Del Rio's down with it. Injury. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but up to Del Rio just getting, getting injured at the Rumble, they could have used him to help put over Reigns or whoever else to, as a former world champion, as a legit mid event status star or at least a former world champion that mm-hmm. could help build up the newer stars, whoever Vince wants to be at the new mid event status star. Yeah. Cause I think he was gone long enough that what you're saying 
is true that like he was gone long enough that people were able to forget his last year or so where he was kind of in the mid card and you can ex- instead just kind of portray him as the formal former champion at he is so you kind of like say forget about that other stuff remember him as as this other thing and and that i think you know like i said he's been gone long enough that you could do that yeah but we'll see what you know they'll do with del rio when he comes back from injury sucks that he he's out but i guess that's the cards we cards we get yep the next match is for the divas championship charlotte retains the title against becky lich and Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, I'm, I'm trying to butcher her name, I'm sorry. Shaka Zulu. Yeah, Shaka Zulu, whatever. Shaka Baby. She came out at the end of the match and will pretty much be having a feud with Charlotte. It looked like going into WrestleMania. What's your thoughts on the match? What's your thoughts on what happened after the match? Okay, well, the two big things out of the match for me are Ric Flair sexually assaulting <laughs> Becky Lynch on the outside. He only and kissed her. I would have. Don't blame him. I would go kissed. try. Go try that on the street and see what happens. I'll let you know next time we podcast and how that goes. Well, when you no, well, I think you'll let me know with your one call from jail. Okay, uh, it's not okay. It's not okay to force yourself onto women, whether it's in the wrestling uh, stage or real life. Rain, rain, rain. <laughs> yeah, Beverly exactly. Hills. Mr. Beverly Hills. No, it'll uh, be like I'm in jail. It'll be like this hall is being recorded. A call made from Stearns County Jail. That's what it would be. So, so yes. Okay. So that's the first thing is his weird kind of rapey sensibilities. And then second, the second big point is that the soft toss of his jacket. That was so freaking. Just like, oh, this soft toss of the jacket onto her. And, okay, how is that not a dis- like a disqualification? And how is that a sufficient distraction? All she has to do is just, like, shake her shoulders. Like, ah, 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 the jacket. Yeah, because when, when, when I saw the jacket throw in, throw in, I'm like, okay, why didn't the referee call for the bell and reward Becky the title since... No, or just that, the match. Yeah, the match say that. Well, the structure, if not the title, saying that, okay, Charlotte's manager always insisted that Charlotte just gave up, so why not give Becky the oh, match? Oh, you're thinking oh, thing as like a towel throw Yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. I thought just like a, just a disqualification. Well, so. That, too. Like, why yeah, isn't either. this... A, why isn't this a yeah, disqualification? Give back the match, if not the title. What's going on? Ric Flair, you're still a dirty dog, homie. <laughs> He's the dirtiest, man. But I'm I'm happy to see uh, Sasha come out. I'm, I'm excited for their matches. I think Charlotte going back to her NXT time is a lot better as a heel than as a face. Rick Flair portraying this crazy old man thing is pretty cool. I, I enjoy uh, it. I love yeah. it. I think the matches should be really good. Yeah. Uh, it's a little unfortunate Becky is kind of like shunted aside so quickly because she's also really good, but 
sometimes that's what has to happen. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited that I haven't watched any NXT, but I heard here these three women are help bring up the women's division in NXT. So I'm hoping with these three ladies up on the main roster, they can help change the Divas division and make it for the better and make it like it once was. Sure. So the my phone just fell asleep on me, so the next match is the Royal Rumble. Yes, it is. So let's see. I have the entrance. If you want me to run through them, I can. I think just to touch on the big ones, touch on the ones that were memorable or the eliminations that were memorable. Or I, I very well enjoyed, well, obviously, Roman Reigns was number one, McMahon and or Vince oh. McMahon and Stephanie made him number one. I totally I liked that and all that. I thought that was for the best. And having Rusev number two, I really enjoyed that since those two were the last two guys in the Rumble last year. And I felt oh, like it was okay. very well needed to have a. Some a legit contender like Rusev being number two, instead of let's say Tyler Breeze or Curtis Axel is number two. That got yeah, that but man, he, something. He was a joke. He was in there for a minute thirty. Like, yeah, on paper it looks cool, but he was freaking yesterday's garbage. That's one thing I did not like. But I got when originally when I heard his opening beats of his theme song, like sweet. Kick ass. Rusev is number two. You know, those two can, you know, beat each other up until number three shows up. But yeah, I was very well disappointed too that Rusev got eliminated. Boom. Then we get number three. Yeah. I, I mean, I get the. I don't know. You're kind of rocking a hard place because I get that they wanted the ring clear for number three because it was such a big deal. Um, but. I feel like what you said about Rusev, where it almost felt like you didn't watch it. We're just like, yeah, he's a tough guy. He's yeah. a, I guess guy. Yeah, what, like, when his theme song hit, I was happy to see him. But like you said, that once the bell rang, like you said, he was made, made out to be a joke. That Was it like the Roman Reigns flying dropkick from the floor to the apron or whatever? And Rusev, ooh, I'm up in my head out and look like a joke. <laughs> I hated yeah, that, too. That, like, Rusev, right. are you stupid? Like, come on now. You're not an idiot. <laughs> you you might be from Bulgaria, Bulgaria, but come on now. You're not a dumb-dumb. I, I, I am sad, too, that, like we've talked about before when we reviewed the current-day pay-per-views, it is sad. It breaks my heart. To see how far Rusev fell since WrestleMania this past year when he came out on the yeah, Russian tank. One. Oh, God, the tank. <sighs> Amazing. I wish he would have came out as number two on that Russian tank for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I wish he would have went in with the tank and just like, sit, just like sat down inside of it and then no one could throw him out because he's inside the tank and then he just wins. He emerges from the tank at the end as the victor. That would, that would be... Just as amazing, just as phenomenal as number three yeah. of the Royal Rumble, Mr. Beverly Hills. Yeah, uh-huh. So number three was AJ Styles, who, debuting AJ Styles. Who would have ever thought AJ Styles would be signed to a WWE contract? Yeah, I I kind of thought he was going to be one of those that kind of just uh, flew outside the ranks for his whole career. I kind of thought he was going to be one of those. I am but, yes. I'm super happy that he's with the WWE. 
I I used to watch TNA. This probably would be 2006, 2007 when they were on Fox Sports Net. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's been I'll see ten years or so since I wa- really watched TNA. I guess I did watch it when they were a few months on Monday Monday nights. They try oh, to go shit. against Raw because I used to tape it because yeah we used to have people over to our apartment for Raws. So I did tape some impact just to go back and watch it, but I am happy AJ Styles came to the WWE because I've been hearing a lot of great things that he's been doing in ROH over in New Japan. I am finally happy that he's going to have a one, two, three year run with the WWE, if not longer, to have matches against Chris Jerk like he did on Monday Night Raw, against Randy Orton or John Cena or Del Rio whenever they come back and at their 100%. I'm excited to see this veteran who's awesome and amazing finally get his recognition in WWE that I feel like he deserves. Yeah, I just thought the the crowd reaction was tremendous, and I was pleased with that. I mean, maybe it helps that it was in Orlando where TNA was based for so many years, but it was really cool to see that he did get a great reaction that it wasn't like a kind of who type thing. Like that would have been too bad. Um, and it may have really affected how he was treated afterward. But um, it's cool that, that the crowd really did embrace him and, and also that he had a really long run. I think that was pretty cool. And that helped. Yeah. I have it on my phone, 27 minutes and 53 seconds. Yeah. That's what so I see. Definitely. A, definitely a good run that, you know, the opening beats of his theme, so I'm like, okay, I don't recognize who this guy is. You know, they had he had, had the camera on Roman Roman Reigns, his facial expression, like, who is that? Like, okay, crap, it's probably some crappy guy. <laughs> Turn it to AJ Styles. Wait, what? Like, I yeah. thought I heard rumors that he was in the building. Like, you know what? I must, I already know too much. I want to be surprised the rest of the night. Then saw him to be number three, and I'm like, I think I may have tweeted this or texted this one of my buddies, I can't remember, but I'm like, holy crap, we might see a repeat of 1992. Oh, God. Hey, it still riddled me, damn it. Check your your freaking reality if you're that delusional. I am sorry, Mr. Beverly Hills. I suspended (laughs) my disbelief just for 47 minutes and 53 seconds. God. But I was happy to see AJ here. You know, like I said, he had a match with Jericho on Monday Night Raw. wasn't as great as people great as people were expecting. What I hear, but well, that's because that's since Chris Jericho reverted back to cool dad mode. Whatever. So, but how about this? I am sure his match on Monday Night Raw against Jericho was ten times better than the match he had on Thursday night on SmackDown against Curtis Axel. Actually, that match was pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, you watched that? Yeah. Huh, yep, should, that match was pretty good. I should get I should get around to watch that whenever it comes out in a month or whatever. On, yeah, Curtis Axel is good. Well, I'm not to saying be honest, bad. Let's be honest. Curtis Axel at this point is probably better than Coke-addled Chris Jericho or whatever he was on in this match. He looked, he looked like dog shit, but he he looked good wrestling wise. But he looked like crap. Like looking at him, I'm like, oh my god, he's fat. His hair's falling out. He looks 
He's been in the tanning bed for seven years. Okay. What's going on? Well, let's talk about Jericho. He was an Iron Man for this for the Rumble match in the yes, ring he was. for 50 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, yep. He was the, the longest in the ring. Uh, he looked – he had some really good flashes. Um, yeah. Which I very well enjoyed. And I'm, <laughs> I remember waking up. Uh, Monday morning, getting your text like, "Is Jerk on drugs or something?" Last <laughs> last night, I'm like, "I like I just woke up. I can barely read my phone. Like, <laughs> give me if, like a minute or two, then I'll think about something clever." Then I think, "What did I reply to you?" Like, something along the lines of, "I don't know if he was on drugs or not. If he was, <laughs> we won't know about it anyway." Yeah, I, your 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 clever response wasn't too. It was like, we probably wouldn't know. I'm like, oh, that was disappointing, I guess. Oh, yes. I'm going to tune in to talk as Jericho twice a week on Wednesday and Fridays. <laughs> and he's going to tell us all about his drugs. <laughs> well, it was more of a joke, my friend. You could have just been like, yeah, he, he looks like he's on drugs. Number 10 entrant was Kofi Kingston. And I am sad that we missed how he was eliminated, Mr. Beverly Hills. He was- I know the... The crappy direction missed that because it was really cool when he was initially looking to be eliminated. He landed on Biggie's shoulders, shoulders, which was really cool. And then I don't even know how it ended. How did he actually get eliminated? A couple minutes later, you know, they went around the ramparts, did a 360. Kofi got a popcorn and a glass of (laughs) Pepsi. And Michael Cole's like, hey, he got a glass of Coke. Hmm, a Pepsi can, okay, Michael Cole. But I guess it later came down to, you know, Kofi was still on Biggie's shoulders and Jericho, like, jumped on the ropes like he does, like, his uh, drop, the second rope drop kick or whatever. It hit oh, okay. Kofi and Kofi fell off. Oh, okay, okay. So that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, because all this, all, like, in the real time was, like, all this popcorn. <laughs> no, I, I noticed it too. Like, why is there popcorn on the floor? And then yeah. we, a couple minutes later, we see the replay of that, like, this... Whoever's doing Kevin Dunn, whoever else is in the back, telling what angles you shoot, you suck. Yeah. Go get a new job. Right. So, number 12 I wanted to mention, our truth about... (laughs) This was funny. This was really funny. That's why I wanted to bring it up that he came in number 12, ran down, pulled out a ladder, (laughs) put it it in the ring, set it up, climbed all the way up. Is you know had both his hands up to grab the briefcase, <laughs> looked at the hard cover like, where is the briefcase? Oh my gosh! It was a tad disappointing that like Michael Cole didn't get the memo, and he's like, he must think it's a ladder match. And then someone was like, he thinks it's the money in the bank because like duh, he's been trying to do the money in the bank thing for the last year. So uh, yes, so I was a little disappointed, but I was like, yeah, he's going for the for the briefcase, but. That was funny. Yeah, I, you know, especially being you know towards roughly the middle of the match, just after the first third of the match, I was definitely up for a good laugh. Well, I will, I will say I think just overall that this match was structured very nicely, yeah. and they did a really good job of spacing out the comedy stuff. They did a good job, and more more so even, they did a nice job of kind of padding themselves when a fan favorite would go out, they'd bring one in next. 
right? Oh. So when um when Reigns was disposed of by the League by of the Nations, League right, of Nations, yeah, right around this time, yeah. Lesnar comes out. Yeah. Okay, not that much longer uh, after that. Um, when when Lesnar goes out, then Reigns comes back. Okay, so he, they they were always oh when when actually sorry when Styles goes out that's like a minute or so later Lesnar comes out. Yeah. Okay. Did I did I just say that something like that? I don't really. really oh god, I just repeated myself. Okay. Oh, wow. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but they did a nice job of kind of always thinking that keeping that in mind that we don't want situations either like of dead space. Or where they start to turn on the match like they did last year. Yeah, I, and I feel like, you know, looking at the entrance and all that, I feel like they did a good job on pacing, I feel like, legit contenders to win compared to comedy guys like R-Truth or guys like Braun Strowman or Neville or Stardust who are mid-carders, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and when we look at past years, years where it hasn't been as good, you start getting the contenders like 18 or whatever, and they're very much like packed in toward the end, outside of maybe like one guy from the beginning. And I felt like they did a good enough job of uh, bringing them in, like you said, spaced, and also kicking them out in space. So. Yeah. What's your thought? You mentioned it. What's your thoughts on... Vince McMahon and the League of Nations coming out and taking attacking Roman Reigns, Rusev running across two tables and splashing Roman Reigns and giving Mr. McMahon a big old Bulgarian hug. The Rusev spot looked awesome. It was cool when he stole the TV. <laughs> um, that made me laugh at him carrying that monitor to the back. Yep. <laughs> Did you see that he declared himself the TV champion? No, but that that's On funny, Twitter, though. yeah, he he wrote... <laughs> I like I may have lost the match, but I took the monitor, therefore I'm the TV champion. So uh <laughs> that like looks his, cool. I like his logic. Um I kind of thought it was actually pretty lame that Reigns was taken out halfway through, comes back toward the end, and we're supposed to cheer that. Yeah, it's like if you Oh, go ahead. Oh, I've noticed that the fan, especially when he came back, the fans booed him rather heavily. It seemed like sure, because like think about now. This is your your up your alley with like the memory stuff. Think back to the one that Vince McMahon won, yeah, where yeah. where he left and then came back. That's a heel move. Yeah, tot- that's totally. That's not yeah. a face move. And I get like the valence of a valence, the valence of getting beat up and then coming back, but it didn't. Look, it didn't look good. He it looked like he went and had a rest and then came back because when he comes back, he's selling nothing. Yeah, he just ran out and was it Superman punched Del Rio or somebody and yeah, like I said yeah. It's, running around selling nothing, like, okay, you just took a 20-minute, half-hour yeah. break in the back, and you're supposed to be the baby, top baby face. That doesn't, you're not acting like the top baby face. 
Right, exactly. I think I think that whole his whole arc looks much more like a villain than as a hero. Uh, even though yes, he was taken out, but I I don't I don't know how we're supposed to be pleased with with that, especially you know when the crowd cheers as he's leaving. Yeah, uh, right. then we'll talk about Cellian. I really love when. Kevin Owens come out number 18, and he's limping to the ring, dragging his one leg, selling the last man to standing match. I loved Kevin Owens' solid job when he came out. and If I remember correctly, he sold most of the time that he was in the ring from his beating in the last man standing match. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about someone who really made the most of their limited time in the ring, I was very surprised when I'm looking here at the match listing to... Uh, to kind of jog my memory, but I'm very surprised that he only lasted not even five minutes because he really made the most of his time. He, I remember him, you know, limping out. I, he made the, the very kind of notable elimination of styles. And then even his elimination was uh, cool and very notable. Yeah. Well, talk about Kevin Owens eliminating Adrian styles. That it was caught on the camera when I think right on the time when when those two are in the arena, if not right when Owens dumped Styles, he yelled out, "Welcome to the WWE! Welcome to the WWE!" and all that. And uh, I think right when he went, right when H.S. Styles was off camera, Luke Harper, Luke Harper was watching him. I think I even heard Luke Harper say, "Bye bye, AJ Styles, or welcome to WWE, AJ." Oh, something <laughs> like that. That made me laugh too. That you know, if if we'll see a Owens versus Styles match at WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or I, I would actually, I'd really like to see Owens versus Zayn, but I don't know if yeah. that'll happen. Either, either match, I'm totally down for at WrestleMania. Right. Then, like I mentioned earlier, Brock Lesnar came in number twenty-three, last little more than eight minutes. Mm-hmm. It makes sense what they did with Brock Lesnar having, you know, him eliminate three members of the Wyatt family, then have them come back in and take them out. To set up the Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar match, um, I was, I'm excited to see that match to see how the buildup will be. The way yeah. is, I'm disappointed because, like we we've talked about it before, Bray Wyatt can be a million times hotter if you know, a million times better if they would have booked him a lot better than what they have the last couple of years. So why does it disappoint you that he's going to face Lesnar? I don't know. I I just <laughs> I feel like a, those two things don't really match. I feel like he's going to lose again and lose whatever momentum okay, so, he he has. Okay, so I don't I don't really see the relation there, but I do get yeah, I it's it, it's bad disappointing that it seems like well, I mean, let's be honest, that's what that's the role a villain plays. Villains yeah. aren't supposed to lord over life for an extended amount of time they're supposed to get strong and then be vanquished by a hero yeah i guess uh, that's you know, what they do look at you no know, last year WrestleMania that he fought the undertaker okay lost whatever the match wasn't great i feel like uh, white was hurt you know like squandered or whatever and the year yeah. before WrestleMania 30 was hot against john cena and after the feud was kind of squandered he really didn't see much of White. He really didn't mean much. So I guess I'm just kind of concerned about that again this year. I guess. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, fair enough. Like I said, he's a heel. So yep. 
Then, uh, then we get to the end. Uh, Triple H comes out number 30. I popped. I marked out. I was excited that the King of Kings, the game, the COO, came out number 30 and to reclaim what was rightfully his, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy. What's your thoughts what? on the final four? We want Sheamus. Uh, yeah, Sheamus, Triple H, uh, Reigns, and Ambrose. Ambrose. What's your thoughts on, well, yeah, Sheamus gets eliminated. What's your thoughts on Roman Reigns? Why are you saying Sheamus? What, what is that? Is that something? Alberto Del Rio used to call Sheamus Sheamus. Oh, wow. That's, about, that's the most inside of inside references I think we can get. Like, Wow. Whatever. Sheamus was eliminated. Oh, oh my god. So do a double down. Why not? Sheamus was eliminated. What's your thoughts on Triple H eliminated Roman Reigns second to the end? Um I thought it was kinda cool. Uh I thought it was interesting to you know find out a few minutes from the end to see that he we're going to have a new champion. Uh, it was an interesting way to go, not to be so obvious that it's going to be either the the reigning champion or or a new guy. I, th- I think that's kind of cool. I, I liked it a lot. It would have... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I liked it a lot because, to me, it put over Dean Ambrose, to me, in my eyes, that much more that he went, had a 20-minute last-man standing match, brawl with... with Kevin Owens, and now it's the final two with Triple H, and could possibly almost eliminate Triple H to become the WWE champion for the first time. Yeah, it would have been even ballsier if they would have knocked out Sheamus earlier, but I yeah. see why they didn't do that. Yeah, I honestly, I, the way that I would have liked to see Triple H try to out, you know, go 2 and one against Reigns and Ambrose a little longer, but I can understand them eliminating, him eliminating Roman Reigns as quick as he did. Yeah. But, yeah, what, what, I guess, what's your thoughts on the final seconds of Triple H being on the apron and pretty much was high kneeing Dean Ambrose in the face and back body dropping him over the top rope when he was ready on the apron? I mean, it's a, it's your basic finish. I think, I don't think it was anything really innovative. It was more, the thing that matters the most is just that he won rather than how he did it. Yeah. Then I guess where do you see WWE going from here to WrestleMania with us finding out this past Monday night that the main event for the fast line will be Brock Lesnar taking on Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns in a triple threat match. Number one contenders match. Also, whoever wins will face Triple H at WrestleMania. What's, I guess where do you see us going from that title match and for WrestleMania in general? Gosh, I don't even know. I mean, it's. I guess it would be very obvious that uh, Reigns would win, and we're going to get Reigns Triple H. But I just, I don't know. I feel like Reigns was was so hot when he first beat Sheamus for the title, but he hasn't really uh, been put in a position to succeed with that over the last couple months. And I don't, I don't know if I want to see Reigns beat Triple H. A title at WrestleMania. And what are your thoughts on that? I can, like I said, is to me it's like sticking out like a sore thumb that Reigns is going to call on WrestleMania to challenge Triple H for the title. Yeah, I think it's fairly obvious. I don't 
want to see Lesnar and Triple H because I feel like that's still too too fresh, too new from their feud that they had a couple years back. Especially since both Triple H and Lesnar are still part timers, I really don't want to see that. Um, I feel like you know either way, if it's Reigns or Ambrose, Triple H is going to have a good match with either guy. I feel like if it's Ambrose, the hardcore fans at WrestleMania will probably be more apt to cheer Ambrose over Triple H over if it's Reigns and Triple H, they'd rather cheer Triple H. I would agree with you. But I guess in me personally, I want to kick this idea past you, Mr. Beverly Hills. Okay. I would love to see Triple H hold the title past WrestleMania and hold it until Seth Rollins comes back, and in it being Seth Rollins, dethroning Triple H for the title. Oof. Uh, I don't. Okay, I agree with you. Okay. I I like the I like the idea that Rollins would come back to win. That's pretty cool. But you might as well have Roman Reigns retire if he doesn't beat Triple. H. Fair enough. Because I think that would absolutely kill him. Okay, I guess I want to say it being Triple A or being Seth Rollins dethroning him because you know because if I remember correctly, the plans were that early plans were to have Triple H and Seth Rollins wrestle at WrestleMania 32 and all that. So that's why it'd be cool, you know, Seth Rollins when he comes back, people are gonna love him. People want would want to cheer him, will cheer him, and that's why yeah. I would love to see Seth Rollins be the one to dethrone Triple H as, as champion. But I feel like. That would be too long if Triple H is champion. That would overstay yeah. his welcome. And like you said, that I was thinking like, okay, what about Roman Reigns? And like you said, that would hurt Reigns way too much. And it being predictable that Reigns will win the title at WrestleMania 32 ain't really the, that ain't, ain't end of the world either. We'll just have yeah, to yeah. I mean, like sometimes, sometimes predictable stories are okay. It's like. When you read, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you read like a like a a fairy tale, you know how it's going to end, and that's okay. Yeah. You know if it's done right and if the story's told right. Yeah, I, I'm just so. Inter- I think I, the only thing is, I think they made a lot of mistakes in this story. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how, you know, like we both said, we expect Reigns to win at Fastlane. We expect Reigns to win at WrestleMania 32. I have faith in Triple H to have a great match with Reigns at WrestleMania 32 and put him over. I'm just interested. I'm looking forward to see what they do for the better or for the worse. I'm hoping to be for the better. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I hope they do it correctly, but we'll see. And I, this brings me back to last two years of the Royal Rumble being absolutely the shots and people hating it, and us talking about it on the Road to WrestleMania 11 series, about hashtag cancel the WWE Network stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that from start to finish, this was probably one of the best pay-per-views WWE's put on, I feel like at least since the WWE Network has started. I would agree. It was a fun one. It was a good one. Everything made sense, and... The stuff that wasn't so good was kept short. We already talked that the actual Rumble itself was a very well booked match and very fun. So yeah, I would agree. It was a good match. Yeah, I feel like it was a good show, all in general. I feel like the undercard was good, if not great. It was a lot better than what 
It has been last two years or so since the network's been around. Yeah, I've, I've been very, very well impressed. I feel like, you know, this is a good start. You know, I don't feel like people mm-hmm. shat on Triple H coming out number 30 as a surprise entrance and winning the title. I don't feel like they're shedding on him like they did <laughs> when Roman Reigns won last year and Batista won the year before. I have faith that they're going to do well at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, and I mean, they always... You always look at WWE and you can usually guess that they're going to do a good job in the four months from Rumble to WrestleMania. And if they don't, then there's an issue. But usually they do a pretty good job, and so far they're off to a fairly good start. Yeah, and also we'll be doing a WrestleMania 32 recap here in a few months. Uh-huh. I'm excited for it. We might, we may have a big guest for it. Well, I need to talk to you oh. out there about that. So, do you have any final thoughts about Royal Rumble 2016? Uh, oh, not really. Kind of, yeah, kind of gave them uh, well booked, pretty, pretty good. Well. We'll see how the rain story plays out because I think that's really where, you know, where we're gonna test them in 2016 is how how well Reigns comes across. I'm excited that we're on the road to WrestleMania 32 for Triple H's 14th WWE World Heavyweight Title. Oh that, gosh, that one's for you, Triple H. <laughs> Do it for Mr. Beverly Hills. I'm the Dirty Dog Darcy. Adios, bit adventures. Dirt, 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 dirt. Much more time than anyone else. That is our show. Good night, everybody!